Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Carbon capture and storage can remove more than 90% of CO2 emissions from industry and power generation. This technology is one of the ways ExxonMobil is advancing climate solutions. Learn more at ExxonMobil.com. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The After Show with Mackenzie Stewart and Amy Shannon. Yes, another Friday with a literary dynamic duo. I'm Mackenzie Stewart. I'm an author, writer, educator. And I'm Amy Shannon. I'm a writer, editor, book reviewer, and promoter. We're here to discuss everything literary. With over 15 years of literary experience between us, our mission is to educate and assist authors of all writing levels. We discuss experiences, trends, arts, entertainment, and even interview literary professionals. So sit back, notebook and pen in one hand, a glass of wine in the other. And enjoy the after show. Hello, Amy. How are you? I'm okay. A bit tired, but I'm okay. Yes, I can understand that. It's the end of the week. Lots of stuff going on. Um, you know, this particular week we're talking about how to write historical fiction. Yes. Um, something I have not done yet. <laughs> you know, Amy, I haven't done either. I haven't done. And, um, you know, we, I, I know I have, I have, we do what is called the right to real. So there's a, there's a a book screenplay turned into uh, a book turned into a screenplay um, or episodic television and and I have seen that and but I have not read I have not written in that particular uh, genre the historical fiction um, but I, mm-hmm. oh I was just gonna say that I have read a lot of it but. Um, yeah, and I've watched it, um, mm-hmm. but I I I haven't um, written it. The closest thing I came was a, a poetry about a, a historical ghost in our hometown, and that was about it. <laughs> mm, yes, 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 yes. You know, and, and so I know that um, you know, those who listen to us, uh, they know the very first thing that we're going to say is. If you've never, if you've never, uh, if you want to write in this particular genre, you need to read something. Um, you need to read something. You need to read, read, read in in that particular genre. And I would definitely uh, take an, another step. You know, read many different authors who write in that particular genre, so you can see what fits best for you. Also, if um if you, just as an example, say you wanted to write a fictional novel based on World War One or World War Two, or an era, a specific era, read a book that was written in that era. You know, it doesn't have to be. Um, you know, obviously, yes, you want to see how uh, someone in present day is writing something that was supposed to happen. 100, 200, and, or whatever years ago. But also, um, you know, and this goes along with another point we'll be bringing up shortly, but, you know, read a few books that were written in that era. It doesn't matter if they're fiction or nonfiction, but mm-hmm. that can also give you a feel for uh, the time period of, of which you're looking to write. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that and that really goes into the technical definition of historical fiction. Uh, it's it's a literary genre uh, in which the plot takes place in a setting related to past events, um, but it is fictional. And you know, you know, and you're right, Amy. 
reading something in that particular genre, um, uh, like you said, reading, and then also something that happened in that period of time, because you want to, so let's just say your book takes place during World War II, you ha- you definitely have to make some sort of reference to it. Definitely, and, and mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter uh, where, um, unfortunately, it doesn't matter what country uh, mm-hmm. you are saying your story takes place in, um, events like that, the whole world is affected. Um, mm-hmm. Even small town America or some, you know, out of, you know, uh, you know, something, a, a small village or something like that, there is, they are affected by that. Mhm, mhm. Yes, and so you know, definitely, you, you definitely want to do your research there, um, because perhaps so. Back to the example that you used, World War Two. So perhaps the um, the husband is absent because because he's off to war. So that can definitely, you know, impact your story as well. So it's really important to really think about those types of things. Um, I, 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 so reading, uh, reading in that particular genre um, is definitely very helpful. Um, and you know, you know, as as we mentioned, watching, you know, watching something on television uh, can definitely help with that um, as well. Um, I think one of the things um, is best to start is to journal, because with this, you have to put all the pieces together. Um, If you're world building, you definitely have to put all the pieces together. If if it's definitely, uh, you know, fictional world, you have to have everything down. Um, And when I say journal, your journal can definitely... (laughs) go to a, a, you know, a chart or a diagram that you have because you want to make sure that you're consistent with, um, let's just say, if you're doing a world, world building. And, and there are online, Amy, um, there are, if someone wants to build, build worlds, there is definitely help online with, um, you know, documents, spreadsheets for you to keep track of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, definitely, and it um, one of the things um, that can happen, um, you know, obviously history, um, you know, can be interpreted differently. If you mm-hmm. are writing in the era that maybe nothing major happened, you know, nothing that could affect the whole world, or you are writing about something, um, you know, a small town, a small village, you know, gunslingers, whatever, um, you know, a Victorian era, you know, things where um, there are particular, say, landmarks, and I don't just mean like, you know, in Paris they have the Eiffel Tower or something like that, but, you know, there are, uh, you know, maybe prominent people, maybe a president, a queen, whatever that's there, but that has nothing to do with your story, but it takes place around in that era. And you can be more creative with creating your own history, but also, you know, it's kind of like bending your, your uh, bending the bending history into so it fits what you want the story to say, but also have some, you know truth to uh, what Mm -hmm. is going on. Say you wanted to write a Western um, and it was back when, say, Jesse James and his brothers were were robbing trains or whatever. And you're talking about uh, and say that, you know, you're on a train, um, your church is on a train and Jesse James robbed it and you're talking about this period of time say maybe he wasn't in that particular area, maybe he was in jail, maybe he was already dead, um, you know, things like that. So you want to make sure that even if you pull in some, uh, you know, real figures just to kind of make your 
your story more plausible, make sure that um, that particular uh, person or historical figure um, is where you say that person is. Um, you don't, you know, exact. You, you want that to be at least accurate. You know, I mean, uh, think about the movie. I always think about the movie Forrest Gump, and you know, they kind of like fit him in. Like he had something to do with this particular thing, and this particular thing. And if you watch it, you can see where, you know, obviously where they, you know. They, you know, put him in real, um, uh, you know, historical uh, places and with historical beings. But even though we know that's fiction, but where it was, you know, where he was at particular times was, you know, actual times. There's one where he's sitting next to John Lennon, and that's when John Lennon supposedly got the, you know, the lyrics for Imagine from Forrest Gump. But, you know, if he uh, he was on, you know, the, the Late Show and everything like that. So that fit the timeline, even though we know Forrest Gump is a fictional hero, a fictional, oh, excuse me, a fictional character. You know, one of the things, um, you know, even though we said that we haven't technically written a book that is technically called historical fiction, when I think back on my own writing and I think back on things that I've read, um, you know, for you, uh, you do have to match the setting of your story to whatever time it is. And so I have to be very careful in my writing not to date because I, I wasn't okay, so let's let me go back. So in Shattered, I did not um there's there's gonna be some, there was gonna be some music that was playing um when Doug when when Doug Banks was with his um graduate assistant, right? And so I was gonna yeah. have some some I was gonna have I was gonna have present day music playing. Mm-hmm. And so um, someone who went went back to read my story for me uh, to make sure that, um, you know, beta reader to make sure it all made sense, said, if you want to have a, a song playing, perhaps you want to get something that everybody knows, like an oldie, right? And so, mm-hmm. so then it doesn't date, you know, it doesn't date your, um, it doesn't date your story. Because I never said anything about this takes place or gave any remnants of, you know, exactly when this was going to take place. And so, but, oh, the, yeah. but the song that I wanted to use was, a, was, a, was something that was current in the present moment that I was writing. And so that was a really good call out. Um, and it didn't, really across, it didn't really cross my mind until it was brought up to me that that is a... Um, that's something that I should be aware of. Yeah, and I can understand that when when I um go back and um read things that I wrote years ago, especially like my first book and then you know, it became a saga. Um back I wrote it in 2004, the end of 2004. So I wrote it based off of um technology that they had at the time. You know, we didn't have smartphones or Google or whatever. And my main character, she was a um, she was head of an IT department um, for the company that she worked for. So a lot of it was like you know using regular phones. And I had thought maybe I should go back and update everything. And I thought no because at the time that I was writing it. This is what was current, you know. Um, I wasn't writing science fiction. Um, it ends up kind of being—it's—it's it's a mash of a lot of different um, things as it grows. And of course, as the 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 books continued to be written, technology, you know, um, was different. 
there was um I remember at at one point uh well I had uh, several characters who were gay and they talked a lot about wanting to get married wishing they could but they couldn't and then I was actually in the middle of writing a book um for that saga when um you know it became federal law that gays could get married so I wrote that I was I wrote that into the script and then I was able to have my you know characters get married a few of them before that would say go to New York because uh that's they could get married here but it wouldn't be recognized where they lived in Arizona so you know sometimes when you're writing you're writing about what is current um and just because something's changed in the future you don't, aren't necessarily going to go back but mm-hmm. um and make all those you know updated cuz you know it's um you're not i'm not saying this this time period is you know was 2004 whatever it was just uh, at the time it was written it was current time period but then there were flashbacks and flashbacks also they're kind of you know anything in the past is historical whether it's significant or not you know the past mm-hmm. is the past and it's it's part of history or somebody's history so I know that uh, you are really big on writing uh, flashbacks and backstories and things like that. And I like to do the same, you know, it kind of give little um, pieces of what a character is. So even writing um, those kind of things, um, even prequels to, like, if you wrote a prequel, like, say, you decided, okay, I'm going to write an Emily Graham prequel, and it's going to be her in college, you know. Um, and that technically would be historical to the the ones, uh, you know, shattered and deception that have already been written and been published. And actually, that would be a really interesting book. But anyway, <laughs> you know, really, you, you just now now you're giving me an idea. So now I'm thinking. Hmm. Because because all of this started when you know their college friends, right? All all of them were in college. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it would be interesting. I did the same thing when I wrote my first two books in in the saga, and then I'm like, you know, um, my main character, her name was Alex, and she was a widow um, trying to kind of put her life back together, and then she met this man and whatever. And I thought, you know, after I wrote the the second book, I'm like, you know, people might want to know what her life was like with her husband and what events really happened, you know, as she did this, this, and this. So I did. I wrote a prequel, and I let the audience know that you want to read the prequel after this particular book because otherwise you're going to, you're not going to be surprised if you read books one and two, you know. So, um, so Amy, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can put in there. So with your okay. prequel, so with your prequel, so now I'm like, so now I'm getting totally off the subject. So with the <laughs> prequel, um, so my, my mind is like spinning, like it's just spinning. So with the prequel, uh, you know, but, but does it have, but does it have to have anything to do? with the event that that starts the very first book, right? So my, my thing is, because my characters, they can do shenanigans without it being connected to anything, right? Because they, they're all, exactly. all my characters are locked yeah. in shenanigans. Exactly. I mean, you could do a whole bunch of things and then end your prequel with when, say, Emily met Brendan for the first time or met Kendall for the first time. You know, just kind of like that's how it ends. Um, mm. You know, up up to that point, you know, life was this. You know, Emily, I forgot what her maiden name was, but you know, things like that. And you know, um, so I think it would be interesting. And then you could really tell, you would be able to give all those juicy details that. In the other books, you've given little um, snippets, you know, even little, um, 
you know, backstory scenes, and sometimes if if those scenes are relevant, you can you can you put those in the prequel. When mm-hmm. I did my prequel, um, I did it based off of uh, see my character Alex. She meets and falls in love with this man named Jim, and um, nobody knows it till much later on that Jim has this bigger connection to Alex's uh, late husband. But what I did was I created basically Alex's story in a prequel up to the part where she moves to the town that she lives in now. And then I did uh, basically the same time frame of what Jim was doing and how through um, different ways that like they could, they were in the same place at the same time, but they just missed each other by a couple yeah. seconds. You know, so I, I was able to do that. And plus, we got more of uh, a figure figuring out of, of what Alex's soccer was doing, and you know, things like that. So um, that's how I did it. And then I ended like I ended Jim's story with um, when he finally admits to Alex that he has feelings for um but and alex's story stops differently but you know you can make it however you want and it doesn't have to do with um shattered and deception but it's just okay this is what happened you know before you know this is emily's relationship with her mother doris this is how she had her college you know when she was at college and the different things that happened with her best friend and her uh professor and things like that um but there are you could put a lot of other stuff in there that maybe the readers are going to learn a little bit more why emily is the way she is why you know, she puts up with, uh, um, you know, with her husband's actions. Um, why she thinks that, um, you know, Kindle will fix anything for her, that kind of thing, you know. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you could go for. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, my, so, of course, my mind is turning. Because, you know, I – so you know that I really – Somebody had to die um, in, in in deception, right? So somebody had to die, and my buddy that I I killed off. This would be a really great way for me to bring him back because I really I really like writing him, um, the yeah. professor. I I just did because he was so he was just so um, <laughs> he was wrong. So rude. <laughs> he was so rude. <laughs> Yeah, evil, despicable, despicable. You know, those he are the was. characters that are most fun to write for. Yeah, and I and I love them because I could like I could once once the character is actually created, you, so you start thinking like that character. You know how when you when you you see interviews and they ask you know actors and actresses, well, how do you prepare for the role? And because they wanted to make sure they got into character. Remember, so when we were reading um, um, Cicely Tyson's um, uh, autobiography, right? Um, you know, it talked about how she got into her, in the role. Like from the time she walked onto the set, she was that character. Like, and yeah, so, she wouldn't and, talk and, to anybody. No, and when they called her Cicely, she she said she said what her name was, right? I mean, it was the character, yeah. and so. Yeah. And, and so, you know, that was, you know, thinking back on, on reading her story, and when I was just telling you about Dave Banks, once I created, I create my characters, and I think that's why people feel a certain yeah. way about them, because I get into character as I'm writing them. Once I understand um, the gestures, once I understand how they will speak to people. Um, I get into character as though I was that person. Because I was at a book book reading and someone says, oh, I see a lot of you in Kindle, um, Kindle, Doris, Emily. (laughs) I'm thinking, 
No, I don't have anything in common with none of them, you know, but, but, you know, I, I really did get into character when I actually wrote them. And I think that's why people can, um, they have very strong feelings. Um, my mother has a friend who um, she just um, spoke to the other day and um, <laughs> she read the, the lost letter. And so she read it twice. And so um, Kendall is not in that book. Um, but, you know, you know, she asked my mother if I was, you know, writing, you know, any of my um, Emily Graham novels. And she was adamant, I need to kill Kendall. Like, I need to kill Kendall off because Kendall is so evil. I need to kill her off. And so you're reading a book that has nothing to do with Kendall, but Kendall has that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That, that, that is so great. Yeah, oh. she has it. It's like everybody wants me to kill it off, and it's like not oh. me. I love her. I think I I can just imagine how much fun it was to write for her. I mean, I have evil villains in my stories, and they're like the most fun to write for. Um, I mean, I've written about serial killers. I'm not a serial killer. Um, you know, I've... Uh, Are you sure, Amy? Your search history well, begs to I know. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. You know, I try to clear it out and go incognito, but, you know, they're always watching me, you know, because it doesn't matter. I mean, my uh, my Kindle Vela book um, which was, it was also a short story in the um, last book that I had published, um, The Backyard. It, it is on Kindle Bella, and it is about two serial killers. So, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't know where I get these ideas. Um, I do watch a lot of true crime stuff, and I really like that kind of thing. But I like trying to figure out how, like, how all the puzzles you know, the pieces fit together, how the killer, if he did, get um, got caught. Um, some was by accident. I was watching this one the other day, and the only reason the killer got caught was because he had a fire in his house. And when they put it out and went to, you know, to examine the house, they found all of the bodies. He put them <laughs> up in the attic. See, I mean, that it was like that. So it was like... <laughs> And the police are waiting at the bottom of the stairs to the attic, and um, the the man walks up the stairs, and uh, they asked him who he was, and he said, oh, I have a flat. You know, this was in England. He said he had a flat, and he's like, do you know who owns, you know, the attic upstairs or has a key? He goes, oh, I do. Um, <laughs> he goes, there's been a fire, and he's like, yeah, and guess what? guess what we found <laughs> so that's how we got caught you know i mean it's it, i like stuff like that and sometimes i've heard stories or i've watched something and then because i obviously it's possible to do something then then i might add that to a story or i might see people i might observe people trying to um you know, maybe I don't know what they're saying, but, like, I can watch them across the room and they're gesturing and things like that. And um, then I can think about, oh, well, you know, in my head, I, I still do, even though I don't write much, is I not only see what they're doing, but I see the words of how I would, in my head, of how I would describe what they're doing. So that way, if I had to write it down, I would know exactly the words to use to describe certain things because not everything is is so easy to describe. You're, you're trying to think like, oh, what is that? What is that? What is that? Mm -hmm. You know, how do I say that this person, well, how do I show it? You can tell people, mm -hmm. you know, um, and that goes with, you know, we seem to be getting up his, historical fiction, but I don't, <laughs> I think it goes, I think it goes, um, you know, without saying that, well, with saying, because I'm going to say it, that um, when when you're writing, you want to show your story. Now, you could write a historical fiction, and it could be a historical science fiction. Um, it could be 
you know, a historical something that um, nobody knows if it really happened. Um, so you have, like, you know, you might have to have the dress and the settings, away, you know, and the way people talk and things like that in a particular era. But if nothing was ever written about it or something you just made up, you know, you still want to get the, um, some details correctly. You know, mm-hmm. you want to get them correct, you know, um, things like that. I mean, if you want to write a story about what happened if Abraham Lincoln never got shot, so you could write a story that you um, that this particular character stopped John Wilkes Booth before he hit the, you know, um, the Ford Theater um, for whatever reason, and then the story went in a whole different direction. I mean, you could do that. You could write a story about what would happen if history had been changed, if something had happened, you know, if John Wilkes Booth, you know, shot the the wrong guy, went into the wrong booth, or, um, yeah, uh, I didn't mean that kind of pun, but... Um, <laughs> But or say that you know uh, I don't know if he if he rode a horse and maybe the horse you know went lame or something you know there's a lot of uh, different ways if you wanted to change history that would be very interesting too but even like we were discussing with prequels and flashbacks that's writing history in a way that you wanted to match with what's already been written mm-hmm. um and and i've seen shows a lot of like older shows where they maybe they've had a lot of different writers and um and i like i sometimes i prefer older shows to newer ones but sometimes they're not consistent mm-hmm. they change mm-hmm. i've sometimes you've had a character that um Maybe at one point they had a father named Harry, but then three episodes later they had a a father named Joe and the mother was dead and then all of a sudden the mother's alive. You know, I've seen shows that have that. They have so many different writers and you wonder why didn't they, even though there's a a new writer, why didn't they try to keep it consistent? Now, I know, like, pilot shows are just like, okay, we're going to play it and see if everybody likes it. And then they look at it and they say, okay, we don't like this part, we don't like this part, so we're going to, like, revamp it so it can get picked up. And then some things, a lot of pilots are very different from what the show is and how it moves forward. But when the sh- when the show is moving forward, it's it's like, it's, it's writing, you know, it's... Um, telling a, a character's backstory, and you don't want to keep changing the backstory. You can add things that maybe the audience doesn't know yet about this particular character, if it makes sense to as to what this character said, uh, or you know what their family history was. Um, so you know, consistency is very important in no matter what you're writing, no matter what genre you're writing. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, so um, I, look, listen. I know that we've kind of gotten off, gotten off um, topic just a little bit, but I just want to kind of recap. Um, we, you know, so we mentioned that we you definitely want to read, um, you know, historical fiction, many different authors. Um, um, that's going to be very important to to understand. What, what you're looking for is if someone, um, if someone from that time period came down and sat down beside you and you had a conversation, you want to be able to understand about that particular character. Um, you know, you want to make the reader feel that someone from the past they sat down, they're they're talking to to you, and you. And, and the dialogue is from that particular era, era as well. You can read newspaper articles from that time. You mentioned, um, you mentioned uh, reading a book from that of events that actually happened. You can go to a museum, right? A museum would have, uh huh. They would have that that type of information. 
um, libraries. The, you know, the there libraries. still are libraries out there, <laughs> and they oh, have no. actual okay. books. <laughs> okay, so Amy, here, here I go. I'm changing this topic again. I went into a bookstore the other day, and I went in and I just inhaled and exhaled. I could smell the mistiness of the pages in the books. Oh, it was yeah. such a great. It was so euphoric. Uh, oh my goodness! I just walked around and I was touching things, and I'm sure people were like, "Stop touching! Stop touching!" But I was just touching. I was just, I was like, "Oh, book! Oh!" But anyway, um, um, so the the number two thing that you want to look for, you want to look for the levels of detail. So, um, as I mentioned, you know, prior, you in in when you journal, uh, and, and journaling is really a great thing. How how are you going to structure your your book? Are you going to go year by year? Are you going to, um, you know, look for a very specific event? Um, you know, pay attention to the details. You know, were the women able to work outside the home during that period? You have to absorb all of that information to make sure that you are, um, you know, getting a, I, you know, you are setting the 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 period correctly. Exactly. Um, it reminds me, and I I I read so many, but I read an author's book the other day. Can't think of the author's name or the title, but what the story was about was two women. They were ancestors, um, and their lives were. Um, you know, one was like, I think it was like 200 years ago, and then one was present day, and it went back and forth on how, um, it was like, I think she found a diary or something, and she was trying to figure out how to um, put together pieces of the past so that her present made sense, or something mm-hmm. like that, or she wanted to, um, you know, something about her family she wanted to learn more um kind of like with your lost letters she wanted to find out more about this particular person only this time it was like it was like generations of um you know there was like an an ancestor and and the two women were very alike as being like strong uh, and also you know not so strong and you know they had a lot of similarities but their lives were were different just because of the era they lived in. So that was, to me, that was a really, I mean, the writer did a really good job of distinctly, you know, having these two distinct characters, but they were they were very alike, and but they lived in two different eras, and how that kind of came together. And that's not, and I was thinking about that after, and I'm like, you know, that's not an easy thing to do because, mm-hmm. you know, if even if you have two similar women living in the same era, but they have, you know, say they twins separated, you know, um, and they were living totally different lives, you know, but they were in the same era. It's can you imagine trying to write with, with two different eras, you know, something from like the 17 or 1800s um you know i uh i have this photograph that um my uh grandmother gave me and it's a picture of um her father when he was a teenage boy my grandmother's 101 and and a picture of his you know her father as a, as a, a young man and then his father and their uh job that they had they owned a business where they built carriages you know like horse and buggy carriages mm-hmm. so that was their company and this is a family who had 17 children and six of them never made it to their 12th birthday so can you imagine a hard life like that, but they still had to, you know, keep going. And I, I look at the picture, I have it on my wall, and it just reminds me of, you know, I love learning more and more about family history. I love history, you know, um, 
learning about past, you know, whether it's uh, my family's past or just other past, um, it's something I enjoy. But, you know, you can look at the picture and you can think like, oh, that, you know, I, I could just picture my grandfather, my great-grandfather doing things because when he was alive and I was young, he would tell me stories. He couldn't remember what happened yesterday, but he could remember what happened a hundred years ago. Well, I'll say 90 years ago. He died at 97. But he could remember all those things as clear as day. And he was also one of those men that, you know, he would be 90 years old and thinking, oh, I got to work on the farm. So he, he climbed up a ladder and started fixing a roof. And his oh, family goodness. went crazy. Yeah, his family went crazy looking for him, and there he was, just fixing shingles on top of the barn roof. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just forget what you can't do, and he, he wasn't, you know, he was thinking, oh, there's something wrong, and I got to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, when we're talking about this, there's two things. So, you know, in in Shattered, there is a host. So there, there was a, um, there was a, a, a hospital in West Philadelphia, and I had um, Kendall's mother working there. That's how she got the idea of, because uh, she worked in the cafeteria. That's how she got the idea to. Um, put Kindle through school to go to the temple by talking by talking to the the residents that came through, mm-hmm. and um, and so that's how she understood how to fill out an application, and so that's how Kindle got to temple, and so there was a hospital. Um, now that I'm thinking back, there was a hospital. I did some research. The hospital is torn down now. But um, actually, it's a, I think it's a vacant lot now because I was looking at some of the historical pictures of it. Um, so I did do my research. So that is something that is true. That's, that's a true – it's a – the hospital existed. However, you know, I had, I had Kendall's mother working there. And then there was um, – I haven't gotten to the story, but there is a historical landmark that was um, being torn down um, – in Philadelphia, and as long as I lived there and worked in the um, in Center City, <laughs> I never paid any attention to it until I was on vacation, right? So I flew in, my friend picked me up, and so we're going back to her house, and I was like, what is that? She was like, that's been here for years. I was like, I've never seen it. <laughs> and so, yeah. so then... Once we once we got back to her house, she and I we pulled out our laptops, we started doing research, and I started doing so much research. And then here here's the next point that I want I want to make. So I have some research on it, and I know story I want to tell because it's going to be intertwined with something that um, true history intertwined with some things that I'm making up, and I already know some of the parts that I want to make up, um, but. You can get yourself bogged down in the research and never write anything. I had to stop because I was still working on shadows. And so I was getting bogged down in this other research, and I said, I haven't gotten shattered finished. Um, and I was like, no, I got to stop. And so I stopped, and I, um, and I just kind of put it on hold. I finished up shattered. And then, you know, I had some ideas for deception, and so I started working on that. But you can really get down, you can really get bogged down with research and really lose yourself. You have to, you have to, yes, you do need to do some research, but at some point you have to cut it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you don't want your story to get bogged down with so many details that peop, it's more about that particular item you were researching than the story itself. Mm-hmm. Right. And another thing exactly. you, you can do, yeah, another thing you can do, and, you know, if you think about the world now, every, you know, every person is unique in their own way. So, you know, I mean, think about, you know, how there were, there were 
we look how some people are described as different, and I don't mean that in necessarily a bad way, but some people use it as a, you know, because they don't understand another person. But people have been so-called different for centuries. So maybe there's a, a, a character or two that don't fit in the exact mold. Say, like, there's a bartender um but you know she's also the school marm or something like that you know something that doesn't necessarily fit in but it's possible that type of person could be there you know um it you know cuz some people just they you know they stick out whether they have a disability whether they have uh you know their own unique case i mean say you're writing about something in the um 1700s and the character the women where uh you know they wear dresses unless they were ladies of the evening where they hardly wore anything but then you might have say a woman who or a girl female um, who is more tomboyish and might wear uh, pants or slacks or whatever they call them. Um, she doesn't ride side saddle, you know, things like that. Um, so those kind of characters can be very interesting. And you can make, if you have a villain, that villain doesn't have to be, um, you know, like one of those mustache twirling guys in black that everyone's afraid of. Um, you know, it can be something that is, is just that person is different and everybody's afraid of him. And, you know, because people treat him badly, he he, he treats people badly. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you can really, you definitely want to make sure that um, you don't, um, that you don't get bogged down. You need enough to help you with that scene. So I don't know how you want to structure your research. If you're going to research, there should be, there should be some amount of research that you do in the beginning, right? But you may have to, um, scene by scene, uh, do some research. Um, but you do need to have enough research or information for you to carry out whatever you're trying to actually describe. So you want to do that. So I, I definitely do think, um, you know, some research in the beginning to understand your, your period of time, and then you may have to do research as you go. What are your thoughts about that, Amy? Yeah, I I, I totally agree. And, you know, you you know you start putting together your story and then you're you you know you you've got your characters that you know pretty much and you're writing the story you started your research and then you might get to a certain point say you're in the middle of the the story and say you um i don't know uh say there was a they were introducing some type of new transportation. It was the newest thing for that particular era. Well, you would need to know what the newest thing thing was. Um, I mean, before, if, if you think of the history of, say, the bicycle, um, before, it, you know, it had a small wheel and one huge wheel. And then when it had the two wheels that were the same size, it didn't have rubber. You were, it was like riding on rims. So, you know, if you're thinking of the newest transportation for that particular story, you might want to see, okay, how did they get around? What was their usual transportation? Um, maybe all of a sudden they had a, a railroad wanting to come through their town, um, their, you know, things like that. So then you would want to see, okay, what's, you know, how did this uh, particular thing work? Um, how was it introduced? You know, how did maybe one of the characters get a hold of it? You know, like, oh, I went to uh, one of the big cities and I, you know, saw this and I had to bring it back to the small um, town they were in or whatever. And also the other thing is, too, is that 
sometimes there's pieces of history that are still they're still vague because you know there's through rumor and legend and um and I'm not talking about like mythology or anything like that but you know um and it's okay to and say maybe it's one of those things like people don't believe like there's a legend of you know um of a particular say a ghost or something and not everybody believes it um and so you can write that into your story you can write the legend in but you can have your characters being skeptical so that way uh you know um your your audience reading isn't think oh she believes in ghosts uh you know um now she's saying there's ghosts in this town stuff like that you know so there's ways to you know incorporate legends and also um believers and non-believers within the story Mhm. Yeah, I um yeah, I I think I think that is you know, historical fiction is definitely a very um uh, I I know one time I said, "Oh, no, I'm not going to write that because I'm too lazy. There's too much detail." <laughs> but <laughs> but um I do it anyway, right? You know, so I do it anyway. I there's pieces and nuggets of um my stories, you know, my stories they have, you know, some history in it. Um, and if you're from the area, and that's one of the things that I do like to do, um, I do like to put a piece of um, whatever city I am writing about in the actual paper. And um, and it makes the story come to life. Um, I added that about the hospital in West Philadelphia uh, that's now torn down. Um, but, you know, any anyone who is reading it is, you know, that, you know, understand and from the era, they can definitely understand and say, hey, there, there really was a hospital. Um, and I, I and the other thing about it is, I mean, when I'm writing something and I I make people feel like it's it's real, they they try to align things up. So, you know, I had in Deception, I had, um, you know, one of my characters leaving um, in Charlotte, it's called Uptown. And, and getting on the interstate, and, <laughs> and and I said, you know, they're getting off on, I, I forgot whatever interstate that, that was, exit, whatever. And so someone from the area said, there's not a community over there like that, is there? Why, you want to join? I know, right, 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 right. I was like, it is, to- it is totally made up. I said, it, I said, it's all totally, so, but you have somebody hopping on the interstate, and they know right where you can get on the interstate. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then it's like, wait a minute, what exit is that? It's like, whoa, whoa. whoa. So, yeah, it's, it's really. She it's wants really to go small. find it. I know it's really yeah. It's, I, I really like those moments um, because you know, as I'm writing it, I don't. As I'm writing it, I want it again. I want it to seem real, and yeah. you know, when. Um, I want it to seem real, and I want people to kind of get a feel for it. Like, I, like for instance, there's a book that um, I'm working on, and so it takes place in in Dallas, and so they go to the Galleria, and so that is a mall that's there, and then I have them le- leaving out one of the side entrances where all the taxi cabs are. And that's a real thing, right? And so yeah. um, I have, I have, you know, uh, his name is Mark. His name is Mark Sanford. He he's really um, he's really something else. Uh, let me tell you that he's really something else. And I and, and that again, I had to um, figure out how you know the actual time period. I don't necessarily say in my books, you know, this is this takes place in the eighties. It takes place in the nineties, but in my mind, I, if, if if I think the story is going to take place in that time period, I will make sure everything matches. 
Yeah, I mean, if you know what the 80s were, which mm-hmm. we do, um, you kind of like... I don't, Amy, I don't know about you. Like, I, I'm like, <laughs> I know about the 90s and the 2000s. Yeah, I know. I I grew up watching the facts of life in Little House on the Prairie, so I suppose. (laughs) But but still, it's you know, when I see, and it's funny, you know, when I see like a movie that, uh, well, uh, a couple weeks ago, my 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 son William. I got him to like the movie The Goonies. <laughs> and it is one of those movies that is like totally 80s, everything, you know, big glasses, big hair, um, just stuff like that. And every time he saw something, he thought, he's like, really? I'm, I'm like, yes, I wore that too. You know, <laughs> or, you know, so, I mean, he just, he likes like the adventure part of the whole thing, but it's like, yeah, uh, now that's one of my historical movies, you know, you know, so there are those movies that, um, you know, if, if, if you watch them now, it brings you back to that time, but when you are, re- and if you know about the 80s, then you get it. When I actually watched the movie um, Captain Marvel when it came out, and I, I actually like uh, superhero movies, but it was, she she went back in time to, and she had to use the latest tech, so she ended up going to a radio shack and putting together, like, <laughs> different pieces just so she could make a communicator to talk to her present or her time or what she thought it was. And I just thought, I was like, oh, my God, I already know all this stuff that she's doing. And I'm like, if if you weren't born then or you didn't grow up in that time, you know, you might be like, what is that? What's a radio shack? What's this? What's that? So, you know, something that maybe was done at the time is not historical because it was presently written, but 20 years later, it is going to be something historical because Mm -hmm. it was written for that particular time. I mean, if we read Shakespeare, I don't think of, you know, um, Standing out, someone standing outside my window, and you know, you know, and reciting poetry to me, or doing certain dances, or speaking how they spoke. But now that's you know, it's historical because William Shakespeare wrote it way back when, um, and that is uh, you know, as we move forward. You know what we wrote last year, what we wrote this year. Eventually, it's going to be historical because times are always changing. Not necessarily for the better, but they're changing all the time. And sometimes we revert back to, uh, I don't know. We try to look back to a uh, a better time, and um, sometimes even writing those. Uh, historical novels or reading them can bring us back to a point in time where we can escape our current world and fall into another world. It it really does. It it, it does. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, historical fiction, uh, you know, really uh, helps to really make a story, um, especially. Uh, you know, in some of the ways that you and I are doing it, right? We're taking it, we're taking something, and then we're inserting it into the story, and people uh, get a feel that you know the story is authentic because we're u- using something from history um, in our in our um, our books. Yeah, um, yeah. This has been the After Show. I'm Mackenzie Stewart. You can find us on social media and our website, as well as other podcast streaming sites. 
And I'm Amy Shannon. Anything that you need to know about us is on our website, wetheactorshow.wixsite.com slash home. So whether you want to write a book. Or just read one, we have the show for you. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.